0: From Integral Life, welcome to everyone is right.
1: And I just notice on a daily basis if I'm if I'm isolating myself, I can go to some dark places internally. And then if I reach out and make contact um, and share that, or just be around other families and see I'm not alone in the challenges, and then actually just play in it. You know actually find the sense of humor in the play and shared joy or just get the support that i need or offer it then it goes from being an incredibly taxing day to a you know a rich experience and that is what i want to offer
0: that was brooke mcnamara who talks to jeff salzman today about a project that she's launching which in many ways represents a new way of building creative we spaces It's a six-week virtual course that provides inspiration, community, and an opportunity for creative self-expression to a select group of people who are living in a unique crucible—mothers. Brooke has developed the course right to the Heart of Motherhood because, as a poet, she knows writing to be a flexible and potent way for mothers to connect to our true voice in the middle of our messy lives. So stay tuned to hear this wonderful discussion between Brooke McNamara and Jeff Salzman about love, poetry, and the heart of motherhood. As many of you know, we here at Integral Life also have a premium podcast available to all of our supporting members. Featuring cutting-edge perspectives, presentations, and practices from people like Ken Wilber, Dr. Keith Witt, and many others, this premium podcast is directly supported by people like you. So I invite you to come over to IntegralLife.com, take a look at our massive archive of evergreen content, and consider becoming a supporting member. We will, of course, continue to pump out regular free content right here on the Everyone is Right podcast, but your support will help ensure that we can continue doing what we do over at IntegralLife.com. So come and check it out. All right, and on with the show. Hey, folks. Jeff Salzman
2: here, and welcome to The Daily Evolver. Today, my guest is Brooke McNamara. And Brooke is a poet, performing artist, Zen monk, and a mama to two sons, London, and Orion. Brooke worked with me for many years, producing trainings for the Integral Institute and Boulder Integral, she and her husband, Rob. And Brooke is now releasing a new course, that she is titled, Write to the Heart of Motherhood. And that's write with a W, W-R-I-T-E, to the heart of motherhood. Directed to mothers who want to, as she says, connect to their true voice through writing. Here's my conversation with Brooke. And how are the little tykes?
1: Oh my gosh, they are wild. <laughs> really? So we're
2: talking London and Orion. Yes. Age What age is now?
1: London is turning five exactly six weeks from today. Uh huh. We know that because we are counting it down. (laughs) And Orion um, is—he's twenty months.
2: Uh huh. Yeah.
1: So Orion is in that like peak cuteness stage where Uh it's just completely overwhelming how adorable he is, and he's like a professional destroyer of any kind of organization he's just wow. like it's unbelievable he yeah. can destroy an hour's worth of cleaning in two minutes
2: yeah <laughs> well this parenthood thing having never been a parent is um you know quite an adventure oh
1: my gosh yeah yeah
2: and it's interesting that you are using it in the way that you are and it was impressive to me and just by way of introduction, does that why we're talking here is uh, you sent me an email a couple of weeks ago, I think, mm-hmm. to see if I would promote your new course called Right, right to the Heart of Motherhood, right yes. with a W. Yes,
1: right. Yes,
2: right to the Heart of Motherhood. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I'm happy to do that. Uh, and I took a look at the website. Mm-hmm. And first of all, it's so well written that I read the whole thing, you oh, know, right there in the one sitting. <laughs> but um, but I love what you're doing and, and that you're actually teaching in this way. And so, yeah, I guess let's just start with uh, the inspiration mm-hmm. behind this course. You know, what possessed you to do this?
1: Yeah, it's funny because, in, you know, from a certain perspective, it's it's a bit it's a bit crazy because I'm in it and yet the reason I'm doing it is because I'm in it and I'm really in it. I, my boys are young. So sometimes I've thought maybe I should have waited until they were 10 and seven or something, but, but no, this is, it's so, it's life is so messy and chaotic and beautiful. And all of that is completely fertile territory. And I've, I've honestly never felt, so close to my creativity as I have since becoming a mother. It's an incredible source of vitality to leverage, mm-hmm. but I've had to like really um, dig in on my own. I didn't learn this from anyone, and I didn't expect it. I did not expect to feel yeah. so inspired, and to like feel inspired to write a book when my first baby was one. I mean. That was like honestly one of the most enjoyable and passionate experiences of my life. Yes, that
2: was. We had you on the Daily Evolver. Would you released it? Remind us that, of the name of the book.
1: Uh, it's called Feed Your Vow.
2: Yes, yes. a beautiful it, uh, book.
1: Thank you. Yeah, and I I did not see it coming. It literally like it came through me in a in a morning meditation. This voice came to me saying, "You need to get up early and write again." And again, it was a, it was the inspiration for that book and the inspiration for this course have a similar quality of like <clears throat> that's that's not wise to add another big thing to my to do list. And I've even had other moms be like, "What are you doing?" And yet, the the um, by taking these kind of inspirations on, I feel incredibly um, fueled and enlivened yeah. and um, like I'm actually levering my life force well.
2: Yeah. Well, that's, I, I think you actually got to one of the keys of creativity or, or and particularly expressing creativity uh-huh. is that the enemy of that is to always think that my present reality is not suitable for it. Exactly. And, and when something changes or the next thing happens, then I'll be able to finally do it. Exactly. No, 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 yeah. no, we, we, we use the circumstances right there in front of us as the magic carpet
1: exactly i couldn't say it better it's and that's and and that is really the heart of my inspiration is that i think i think moms are so such amazing artists already like we're just primed because what i've noticed is that i 'm too tired to edit myself in a way that's um, destructive, like I can still edit f- in a way that's helpful, I think, on a good day <laughs> but I'm, I'm I'm way less self conscious about what i'm making than I was in college when I was trying to impress everybody <clears throat> or get an A or whatever i'm just too tired to care that much what people think, which is actually benefits me if i if I use it that way yeah. and like you said, like the present reality is so funny if I just stop and look at it like the things my kids say it's it's so funny it's so soulful it's so raw
2: yeah
1: it's like I don't have to look very far for what to write about or, or like the the raw energetics of of poetry itself it's just right there
2: yeah isn't that something yeah yeah and I love what you said Uh, on your website where you talk about it all moving so quickly. and just the chaos of it. But writing gives me the superpower to slow time and create artifacts that make this precious time almost Mm -hmm. relivable. And I love that you put almost between two asterisks.
1: (laughs) Yeah.
2: And and I love that because I actually know that myself. When I read that, I thought I I, I just – Actually stumbled upon some poetry that I writ wrote poetry that I wrote in the seventies. Oh wow! And it really was a uh, you know a portal back to that time. Mm-hmm. I mean, it even journal writing wasn't as powerful as the poetry. Uh-huh. And so that's what you're doing here is that so you're offering to create a virtual space for mothers. I'm assuming of all ages, right? Yeah. yeah. Since you never stop being a mother, my mother friends tell me that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, I have a grandmother who just signed up. Really? Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. And, and so you're, it's a six-week course. So why don't you just give us a little bit of the shape of the course and what will actually happen?
1: Yeah, so I, um, I think about a year and a half ago, I took Miriam Mason Martineau's um, uh, Parenting as a Spiritual Practice course, online course, through Next Step Integral, which she runs with her husband um, stuff and it was excellent and I felt like such trust in her and she's such a graceful, elegant, um, heartful person. And I was already having this, this like really deep kind of visioning of mothers coming together to write. I wanted to create that and I, I want to see what other mothers write and see what they're experiencing and, and hear, um, you know experience their humor and their and their um, soul through their writing, so I was already having that idea percolate, and then I thought she would be a great person to partner with. so I reached out to her and we've spent the past year or so um, having conversations and talking about how to make this like very accessible and and actually doable for busy moms. So we created a six week online course um, and because it's online, you can you can do it at your own pace. Um, there's there every Monday, there's like teachings that come that, uh, through, through email that are written and recorded that include like centering or embodiment practice, a short, like 15 or 20 minute teaching on a kind of an essential thing I've discovered from getting up in the mornings daily and writing, like how what are the secrets that I've learned? What's the secret sauce I've discovered, uh, just through experience over the past couple of years. So I'm going to share some of that. And then a couple other goodies, like there's poetry to just enjoy or memorize. Mm
2: -hmm. Um, There's there's live uh, discussions, right?
1: Yes. On Friday mornings, there's a zoom call where we're going to, um, we'll do just like a brief centering and then I'll facilitate um, connecting and talking about how the process is going and then actually sharing our writing when we're we're ready and and Mm -hmm. getting feedback. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And then with Facebook group.
1: And there's a Facebook group, yes, every day. Yeah, I mean, when
2: I see how how you designed this course, and I'm seeing this with other courses too, um, that one of the opportunities here is to create a bonding experience for people. Yes. And, you know, and I think we're all experimenting in how we do that virtually. Yes. But it can be done. Yes. And it's really important. And when I think of the integral project in general, Brooke, um, that so much of it is about bringing back online the things that we left behind in earlier stages, Mm -hmm. some of the the gold that is left behind. Mm -hmm. And a lot of what I see in the integral world in terms of, you know, people doing new things and you're doing it here is bringing back what is almost a a magenta Mm -hmm. tribal bonding experience The mothers in early indigenous cultures were, you know, they had each other Mm -hmm. in ways that, in modern world we're atomized and we're you know behind our walls Mm -hmm. and you know i'm excited to see how that goes for you
1: thanks yeah i i there's a a little part in my note i have just extensive notes about what i want this course to be and what i want to include and there's i had read this bbc article a few months ago about um, mental illness on the rise for mothers because of exactly what you just named i mean probably multiple causes, but the primary cause being this atomization of moms and, and it can be, it can be, um, you know, it can go from being such an incredibly rich time if it's shared to being an incredibly taxing time. And I just notice on a daily basis, if I'm, if I'm isolating myself, I can go to some dark places internally. And then if I reach out and make contact um, and share that or just be around other families and see I'm not alone in the challenges and then actually just play in it, you know, actually find the sense of humor in the play and shared joy or just get the support that I need or offer okay. it, then it goes from being an incredibly taxing day to a, you know, a rich experience. And that is what I want to offer Mm -hmm. so my I have these notes that say you know BBC article I wrote I wrote some notes about it and then I said the two main points of medicine I want this course to offer are that connection with other mothers however whatever age they're at or stage of mothering they're at um, and so that community and then also the deep connection with self that I only find through writing when I'm alone and I'm listening in such a heightened way to like what does my what, is, what really wants to be said through me right now, and when I, when I listen in that way and allow my voice to come forward in that way, even if just one line comes out, I feel so settled and so fulfilled and so reconnected to myself. So it's like, it's that connection to self and connection to other women that I think are the two primary medicines. Right on. Yeah.
2: Right on. Why don't you give it as, us an example? Uh, Brooke, do you have? I, I I'm going to ask you to read a whole poem at the end. Okay, if, if you would. Uh, but is there a verse or a line or a, something that you would share with us now to just sort of transmit what you're talking about?
1: Yes, and there's um, this poem is is actually on the website for the course or the page for the course, and I told you how I had that meditation that one morning on retreat where literally like a voice was like, you need to get up and start writing poems again. A book is coming. And so I felt nervous and excited. And the first morning, literally the first morning after I got home from the retreat, I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to actually follow through because that felt like a real thing. That felt like a real injunction. So I, I got up early and, um and then I don't know if, if maybe, maybe the first Stanza will work, but maybe the whole maybe I need to read the whole poem. I'm not sure go for it Okay,
2: so it was
1: it was an ironic experience and you'll see you'll see why in the poem but this is my This was literally my first attempt to write a poem after having my first baby and after getting this inspiration to write in the mornings again and the title of the poem is interruption I love to wake early and sip strong coffee and sit like a queen in the dark and ask my death to reach back and teach me so I can write down what I hear. If I listen with my whole spine, the currents of deep grief and wild arousal wash me to a more original body. So I sneak out of bed early this Christmas Eve and float to the kitchen to percolate in my husband's parents' home, past the blind dog sleeping in her crate, great-grandma's bedroom where little girl dreams dissolve even as they form translucently around her in the dark, dry morning air. I come back to our room, triumphant with my mug, set up my cushion, and here, London, eight months old, pile of sleep squirming, snortling and milk hungry, my husband's hand on his heart to soothe. Back bending and flapping arms that thwack pillow and little protruding belly, stretch that furrows the brow and pooches the lips and makes a tiny tremble through the absurdly adorable body. And I am called to my first purpose to feed from my own body, to feel these rivers of simple service that destroy ideas of who I think I am, pull from my bones and pour into his little suckling lips. My desires are silent as I give up writing this morning and lay here instead, my hand petting his hair Everything for the moment, effortless, awestruck by death's teaching today.
2: Wow. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. I asked my death to reach back and teach me, and that's what you got.
1: Yeah. It was like... It's like an anti poem. (laughs) I tried to get up and write, and then this happened. Right,
2: and instead of writing, I'm laying here. But then you were writing about that. Yeah. (laughs) On to you. Yeah. So that's great. I mean, you can. I think we can all feel the transmission of that, and how that does through art, through creativity, give us that as as an object to hold and to examine and to carry with us forward
1: mm-hmm.
2: you'll always have that moment mm-hmm. through that poem
1: mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's it's wild just in in preparing for this course i've been going through some of my motherhood poems and and the, there's one i have about giving birth and there's just one stanza that like oh it just makes my hairs on my arms stand on end because it when i wrote it i was really processing that. And yeah, there's want to,
2: share, want to share it.
1: Sure, I mean I can share. I could share just that stanza, or I could read the whole thing.
2: Why don't we read the whole thing?
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. And that, so, so this actually brings forward the point that, um, you know, I, I'm a poet, and and I love to write in prose too. But I feel like poetry and motherhood are so well matched. I was mm. saying to Rob on the way here, I said. I said, mothers are poets because our kids are always asking us about reality and relationships and yeah. the earth and conflict. And we have to answer in a, in a succinct, pithy, direct way so that they can get it. We have to find the heart of the matter
2: yeah. and,
1: and offer it to them. And that's what poetry is for me in a lot of ways. I mean, sometimes it's like unfurling and flowering things. <laughs> my, my little boy's trying to. <laughs>
2: I see the door handle. <laughs> move. <laughs> um,
1: he's, with, he's with a babysitter. Yeah. But um, I'm not just leaving him alone. <laughs> <laughs> you have him
2: um, locked up safely for what exactly. we have our conversation. No. Yeah.
1: yeah. But, but my point is that um, people that join this course, they can write poetry or not. They can write whatever they want. They can write prose. They can write a memoir. They can write something that just is about transmuting their feelings or they can write something that they're aiming to get published. And I just want to say that. And and also they can write about motherhood or not. Like people can use this as an escape from motherhood. That's I think very wise. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Totally.
2: makes perfect sense.
1: Or they can use it to write about motherhood. I mean, my my most, my newest poem that's not done yet, but it's, I, I mean, I don't know if I'll ever publish it, but the, the newest one that just came to me is titled um, To All the Legos I've Ever Stepped On. <laughs> and then the first line is something like, um, the obvious way to start this poem is fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> and then it goes on and on. But so there's, there's like so much funny and, and heartbreaking stuff about motherhood that we can write about or um, other things. And this poem is mostly about other things. But there's one stanza about giving birth. Great. So just, just to set that, that context up. And it's based on a dream that I had um after giving birth, where I <laughs> I was a I dreamed that I was a graffiti artist and I was going around and finding things in ordinary life that I thought were beautiful, like little, you know, shoots of plants coming through the sidewalk. And I had um Spray paint and I would I would do like a Zen Enzo to circumscribe like the beautiful thing. And then my graffiti artist's name was circumscribe With a capital C and a capital S. So I was like the you know, the one who would encircle beauty and that was my scribing mission
2: And that this was is your dream. My,
1: that was my dream. Yes, and I woke up and I thought that was a really poetic dream, so the poem is titled circumscribe I once was a graffiti artist up all night hunting and circling scenes of random beauty. I'd tag my name underneath. Circumscribe. It was a dream. It came from infinity. It landed in my marrow. It made my bones light. It reminded me the last time I died, I was born. Brooke, Julia. Gesse, october 9th 1981 and the gap between is the gap happening now it reminded me i was born with a vow so central it can't be seen beating my heart and my job is to live it to certain death it reminded me We must feed our vows with our very own flesh. It reminded me, circle beauty, move bones by moving the gap inside the marrow. It reminded me it's not all going to be okay, but it already is, but I must make it so. It reminded me of the hours I failed at birthing. In the bardo between night and day, and how I gave up trying, so bewildered by terror and intensity, until that thin veil appeared between this world and what's under it, that darkness unfathomably full, and the silent voice sounded everywhere and nowhere Are you willing to die for this? And I yowled the yes that changes everything while pushing a planet down and out my pelvis and a big bang, different but similar, ripped through my throat with a violent ultraviolet light. It reminded me there are resources we cannot conceive of and we find them in the asking, if the asking, is alive enough to annihilate and reorganize our current selfing for something better at love. (laughs) It reminded me, I see you bravely meeting what is yours alone to meet. Are you willing to die for this? Feed your vow and eat it and offer it away.
2: <sighs> Dang, Brooke. <laughs> uh, what poetry can do, what art can do, wow.
1: Yeah, and, and you know, I, I remember when that poem was coming through me, usually I get up early and I like to write before everyone wakes up, that's my magic hour. But that poem started like, I could feel it coming through my body on a Saturday when I was hanging out with the family and I just got kind of got like <laughs> possessed. <laughs> it it no. happens every once in a while. Usually, usually it's kind of in the privacy of my mornings or, or it's in the middle of the mess but I'll like speak it into my phone. I have all these little uh, methods. That's another thing I'm gonna offer in this course is just a list of methods for how to actually do this because we can't really keep a writing schedule necessarily. But there are ways, like sometimes I'll get lines through my head and I'll just speak it into my phone and then transcribe it later, mm-hmm. things like that. But this particular poem, I just remember I like went away <laughs> inside of myself and I, I finally looked at Rob and I said, I have to, I have to go right for a little while. Is that okay? He was like, yeah, go, go. And I just had to disappear and just go into that for a couple hours. And um,
2: Did it come in a couple hours?
1: Yeah, it was like, um, it came in chunks. But I and I remember I was like, <laughs> my, my felt sense memory of writing that is that I was hot. I was like sweating. And I was working really hard in terms of like concentration state. Like it just really absorbed me. And I was like, in this kind of vibrating hot place. And then I finally got it all out. And I think I reorganized it later. But it, mm-hmm. it, it kind of I guess I kind of, it felt like birth. And Mm -hmm. people use that as a metaphor for creative process a lot. And I don't always jive with that because I've been through actual birth. (laughs) (laughs) But that felt like a little bit of afterbirth, Right. (laughs) The visceral experience. Yeah. Yeah. No,
2: it's so interesting that, um, you know, you're using these methods to really get in touch with that um, flesh and blood part of motherhood. Mm-hmm. You know, just uh, it's as raw as it is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, from day one and before, mm-hmm. and um, and it just makes me wonder what you think about the evolution of motherhood. Mm. You know, we can see the motherhood of our grandmothers, the motherhoods of our mothers. You know, the developmental. You know, how we saw kids and the motherhood of our green. Mm-hmm. you know, postmodern world of, you know, sensitive parenting and so forth. And what do you think?
1: Mm. Such an interesting question. Um, yeah, I, I, I think that it, in, in my experience, this, even if a mother is not creating art, this like entity of what I like to call mother artist, um, even if her art is, is her parenting and is her life, feels like it's um, e- an emergent thing. I mean, I know there have been mother artists for a long time, but this quality of like making novel forms out of this experience that's been around since obviously the beginning of our species very much feels compelled by an evolutionary force. And it feels um yeah, like it includes the beauty of green i mean there there has to be um, the the healthy sensitivity to to raising our children and uh, you know where there's the potential for conflict around every corner or or hurt, you know, and yet there's um there's something more than that where there's a there's like a ferocity that I crave. For mothers to to voice the whole truth—that's not always just tending to everyone else, but is also just allowing herself to unfurl and um, and embody the whole spectrum of of uh, what all of our grandmothers and ancestors and mothers did in their mothering, and and um, and now what we're here to do.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: It feels like. Um the mother gets to be in the picture more. The mother gets to be seen. You know, if, even if I look back of, of my ancestors and great aunts and grandmothers, they faded a bit
1: mm-hmm. as
2: their kids came on. Mm-hmm. And um, this is not that.
1: Yeah. yeah. Exactly. There's a there's a a line in the the first paragraph I think on the website or the second paragraph about how this is my activism. And I, yes, I identify more as an artist than an activist, although I would love to identify more as an activist. And I, I feel like I can claim that here because there's something that feels like you said, that, that, um, the, the needs of children are so deep and wide and endless. And, and that's, that's how it is. And that's how it should be. And, and our tending is a beautiful surrender and yeah. it's, it's a spiritual practice in that way. I mean, I've had to surrender in my mothering at least as much as I've had to in my Zen practice. And, and, um, so we all get worked in a really beautiful way that's humbling and empowering and everything. And yet like there's, I feel like the, the, the mother's better off, the family's better off and the community is better off. If, if those, if the mother's perspective is brought into view more.
2: Yeah. As
1: she's ready. I know sometimes I'll share a poem before I'm actually ready, and then I feel overly exposed, and that's not what I want for moms in this course, but like when they're ready to share in the Facebook group or to share in the Friday morning workshop, or or then maybe they'll want to share more publicly in their own way at a reading or publishing or something, but it's a gift to the world. I mean, the things that I hear in conversations with my mother friends, it's not like they're better perspectives than other people but they're super valuable Mm -hmm. and we're we're we have funny stories and we have deep lessons and um it's entertaining and enlightening Mm
2: -hmm.
1: so so yeah there's a there's a way where i want to just invite a little bit more um stepping forward of those perspectives and offering them
2: yeah well it's it's what evolution does it increases our capacity Mm -hmm. You know, kind of period. I mean, we can see more. There's more that we can hold online.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And, um, you know, this feels like it's right on schedule.
1: And Miriam and I both want to do it right. And we have a vision of, you know, what bringing a whole package forward for these women, what we want that to be. I'm just excited to see what, what people bring. And actually, already women have been emailing me with poems. Really? <laughs> Yes, and that's just great. saying, like, I found your offering, I want to do it, um, you know, perhaps there's a need for financial assistance or whatever, and then, oh, by the way, this poem came to me, and so already, that feels exciting.
2: Yeah, well, that's great, and um, if people are interested,
1: mm-hmm.
2: where do they go and what do they do?
1: The, there's a squeeze page, site, that's www.theheartofmotherhood.com.
2: Theheartofmotherhood.com. the
1: heart of Motherhood. and you can read um what you're going to get from the course. You can read like a description of each of the 6 weeks, what we're going to the topics we're going to cover. Um one of my poems is there, there's some testimonials about my work and you can register at that site. I can imagine myself with my <laughs> with my current life seeing something like this and thinking, "Oh, that sounds interesting or exciting but i can't possibly do one more thing there's two perspective shifts or paradigm shifts that i that i offer in terms of that response the first is that um i think women will produce writing but more than that the emphasis is on this internal gesture and internal gaze and internal listening and leveraging so it it, in that sense it is what you could call a spiritual practice or a contemplative practice where it's it's about turning a portion of our attention to our interior to really um, listen for what's most vivid and then see how that wants to move into tangible form which is this you know that just that that is the creative process that is our birthright that's making us in every moment and that that's accessible in every moment so it really isn't about like doing more it's about tending more and then allowing something to flow through and and that what feels really important to me about that is that that is energizing and creates coherence and creates humor and more space So it, it looks like doing more, but it's actually inviting more resources or like paying attention to resources that are already available. Um, and so that, that's just something I want to highlight about joining this course is that it, 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 it accesses resources in a really, um, lucrative way. Mm -hmm. And then also, um, you know, it, it hooks us into community which can create buoyancy in and of itself. So even if women aren't producing stuff, they can still, and even if they're not able to listen to all the teachings, they can listen to them later because they'll have access to the recordings. So they can space it out and they can just plug in when they can get the, uh, there's going to be daily quotes. Like they can just kind of take it in as they can metabolize it as they can, but be plugged into this matrix of, of mothers who are creating, which is just the most fertile place I want (laughs) to (laughs) be.
2: Yeah, beautifully said. Thanks. All right. Well, um, should we have another poem? Do you, is there one that comes to mind?
1: Sure. Um, Let me think for a second. Yeah, I think there's... I wouldn't
2: mind receiving one more.
1: Okay. I think... um actually let me let me find one for my new. I have a new manuscript I'm working on for a second book. Let's see okay. This is called, I Want That Goose to Be a Tree.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I Want That Goose to Be a Tree.
1: Okay. I Want That Goose to Be a Tree.
2: By, by Brooke McNamara. Okay, here we go.
1: <laughs> okay. Yesterday, I picked up my two-year-old son from his first day of preschool, drenched in some post-play euphoria I'd never yet seen. His tiny eyes opened to the joyride of finger paint, lunchboxes, and songs. But halfway home, his bliss crested and plunged into a huge new grief, which he wailed and howled out from his car seat behind me. Look at that huge goose right there, I offered for distraction as we drove past the waddling flock. I want that goose to be a tree, he cried. What did you just say? I want that goose to be a tree, as sorrowful and stricken as you can imagine. I felt for him, of course, his world overwhelmed, breaking and opening with the onset of school. But also, I thought, how creative, how wonderfully, deeply creative. I want that goose to be a tree. Yes, I'd never thought of it, but that desire is fully available. And what else? I want this poem to pour me a glass of red wine. (laughs) And I want this poem to become a glass of red wine. I want this to be your wine or whatever beverage you long for most right now. And I want this sentence to hand it to you and watch soulfully while you stop Everything to simply drink. To drink and know that your hands can be birds and your eyes were once telescopes and the one you dream about lives locked inside you in a gesture you just haven't performed yet. But that tree could teach it to you if you sat and listened long enough, if you let your heart suddenly touch and sound its held wail for the truth that everything is always changing and breaking and opening, that our drinks together here are almost done.
2: Wow, (laughs) that's delightful. (laughs) Very, very beautiful.
1: Thank you. (laughs) (laughs)
2: So thank you, Brooke McNamara. The course, again, is at Mm theheartofmotherhood.com. And thank you, everybody, for listening to The Daily Evolver. Bye-bye.